G'day, my name's Anthony Walsh and I'm a partner in the banking and finance team at Dentons. And I wanted to welcome you to the Dentons Academy podcast. Today, we're looking at employment law issues in the COVID lockdown Australia. I'm joined my employment partner, Ruth Knocker. Ruth, as we go through this lockdown period, particularly in New South Wales and Victoria, considerations are obviously being determined for employers as to the work from home status and the work in the office status. Are there any issues that we should really be thinking about in terms of ensuring our employees are safe and we're providing a safe environment, both working from home or in the office? Yes, Anthony, employers should be keeping an eye on the government orders on a daily basis, uh, in particular, um, whether there are any changes to directions from the government, including more recently, the New South Wales government announced that there would be fines for employers who were uh, requiring their employees to attend at the workplace when employees are capable of doing their job from home. It's also important to bear in mind uh, health and safety obligations. So in circumstances where it might be easier for employees to do their job in the workplace, if they are capable of doing the job at home, it's just safer to allow employees to do their job at home and to stay safe and to comply with government directions. As the Chief Medical Officer in New South Wales has said, it's better if people don't look for loopholes in this situation. And in terms of keeping an eye on employees when they are working from home, it's important to check in with employees, make sure that they are doing well, even though they may be isolated or under the strain of schooling from home as well. Um, and also just regular updates to employees about how to work from home safely in terms of their office set up and um, making sure they are looking after their mental health. I, I guess the question that comes from that, Ruth, is there really is a, a, a mental health impact um, associated with these lockdowns. And um, we are, as employers, duty bound to ensure that you know we're providing the necessary support. Is there anything specific you wanted to call out there in terms of you know the challenges, I guess, and the mental health in particular? No, there's nothing specific. It's just important to check in on employees on a regular basis, whether that be individual employees or just offering team conference calls so that everyone can see each other and check in so that people don't feel isolated. Also reminding employees on a regular basis about where they can obtain help in case they feel as though they are struggling and also potentially giving people time off on short notice if they require some additional assistance. The main thing in this scenario is just to use your common sense and check in on employees regularly. Thanks, Ruth. That's really good to know. I guess in terms of the recent lockdowns, the attention is now turned to vaccinations and the eradication strategy that the government is implementing. Should employers be doing anything to encourage employees to get vaccinated? Recently, there has been quite a bit of press about employers being very keen to assist in getting this vaccination rollout happening. And so employers may be looking at whether or not they can mandate vaccinations or whether or not they can do anything to encourage vaccinations. In terms of mandating a vaccination for all employees, that has to be a reasonable and lawful direction. And getting a vaccination to be a reasonable and lawful direction really needs to depend on the industry in which the employer is working. There have been no mandates from the government 
uh, about getting a vaccine, although that changed just recently with the government mandating that any employees in aged care have to have a vaccination at least one dose by 17 September 2021. Employers in high-risk industries, such as transporting international travellers or disability services and potentially education may also consider whether they can impose a a mandatory vaccination policy as well. There was recent support for employers being able to make vaccinations a requirement in high-risk industries from the Fair Work Commission, which upheld a dismissal by a childcare centre of a childcare worker who refused to get the flu jab last year. For everyone else who's not in a high-risk industry, it's problematic to mandate a vaccination. But one thing employers may wish to do if they if they want to encourage employees to, to get the vaccination is just making it easier and less expensive for employees to get the vaccine. So for example, if an employee in Sydney has to go out to Homebush to get the vaccination, that the employer allows them to do that on work time. That's a simple way for employers to encourage employees to get the vaccine and also providing education to employees about getting the vaccine and looking for opportunities much further down the track where vaccines are more readily available, where employers might make the vaccine available at work, much like employees do each year with the flu jab. It's interesting to see organisations supporting people in this vaccination journey. We're certainly seeing financial institutions offering annual leave um, and with the directives coming out for high-risk businesses requiring vaccinations, they're certainly going to be adapting as we move forward with this period. One other thing on that, Anthony, that employers might like to think about too is that even though employers may wish to encourage the vaccine and a number of employees might be enthusiastic about it, there might be some conflict in workplaces between people who get vaccines and people who don't. And that's something that employers should think about in terms of setting up policies which clearly set the expectations for their employees about respecting the workplace and people's choices in relation to the vaccine just to try and minimise the conflict and let employees know that conflict won't be accepted. As I touched on before, Ruth, in Australia, it looks like we're moving towards the eradication strategy and trying to get the population vaccinated, you know, up to a certain level to allow us to to come out of this lockdown. Recently, we saw the construction industry shut down in New South Wales, and we've seen similar things happen in Victoria and other states um, since COVID began. From an industry standpoint, when you do these shutdowns, say in construction and retail, what does it mean for employees in terms of payments and employers in terms of, you know, how they go about this overall sort of lockdowns as we we come across them? So the fundamental thing for employers to keep in mind when managing this situation is to talk to their employees. So consultation is really important. Um, It's just a good employee management strategy, but also it will assist employers to comply with any obligations that they have under industrial instruments, which require consultation when there's going to be major workplace change. And this is major workplace change. In terms of closure of complete industries, such as the construction industry in New South Wales and South Australia this week, 
employers can stand employees down without pay if the employees cannot usefully be employed due to a stoppage of work over which the employer has no control. So that's definitely a government order. If the government says you're shut down, then that's a stoppage that the employers can't control. They have to comply with it so they can stand employees down without pay. But the employer should look at ways to minimise the harmful impact this is going to have on employees um, by looking for ways that they can continue to be paid, such as taking accrued annual leave, taking long service leave. There are also recent changes that were made to awards, uh, specifically to address the pandemic. And this includes allowing employees to take leave at half pay. Employers should also check any relevant employment contracts and enterprise agreements to see if there's anything in there which can trip them up or they need to take note of. The other problem, I guess, for employees in the current situation is that we we don't have government support in the form of JobKeeper anymore, which was organised through the employer. So there was very little that employees needed to do in order to obtain government help during these difficult lockdowns. Uh, there is assistance from the government, however, and employees have to apply for that themselves. In New South Wales, for example, it's through Services Australia. It would be helpful for employees to be on top of the various forms of government support that is on offer so that they can assist their employees to access that support. You know, in terms of this overall thing, uh, as an organisation, you have to be adaptive, but you also have to be aware of your legal obligations associated with the decisions you're making during these challenging times. And, you know, for us as a law firm, that's um, certainly something we're very mindful of. Is there anything that's worth sort of highlighting just before we finish up today, just in terms of a couple of key points that you think um, organisations should just consider when they, they're they faced with a decision like this? The main two points, I would say, are to keep an eye on the communication from the New South Wales government so that you're up to date. The news is changing on a daily basis and there's announcements that affect different industries on a daily basis. So it's important that organisations stay on top of that. And then the second part of that is keeping up communication with employees, making sure that they're okay if they're working from home and then making sure that you're letting them know about any decisions which affect their employment. And obviously, you know, for each state, there's there's different directives that are coming through and then there's Commonwealth directives which are overarching all these kind of decisions as well. Yeah, that's right. Thanks for joining Denton's Academy's podcast today. We hope you enjoyed our discussion around employment issues that organisations are facing during this challenging time. And we look forward to catching up on our next podcast.